Recently, I was watching a number of natural disasters creating unprecedented devastation. Events like this are happening more often with more force all over the world. And unfortunately, it looks like a trend that will only continue to grow in frequency as well as in magnitude. As a trauma therapist, I work with individuals struggling with different kinds of crisis, as well as individuals such as first responders and military on how to prepare for crisis situations in the future so they are physically, mentally, and emotionally able to respond. This by no means is meant to feed into or fuel fear around crisis situations, but rather to arm you with some straightforward, actionable strategies as well as knowledge. I will be doing a longer, more detailed episode on navigating crisis situations, but I thought it was important to do a very practical, short, and skills-based episode. When faced with crisis, it is important to understand that panic and fear are natural responses to stress and danger. In some situations, panic can actually motivate individuals to act swiftly and protect themselves or others. However, in some cases, it can hinder effective decision-making and problem-solving or completely override your nervous system and put you into a freeze or shock response. Today, we are going to cover some of the common factors that contribute to panic during a crisis. Strategies you can use to stay calm and collected during an unexpected crisis, as well as basic recovery techniques after a crisis. Make sure that you stick around till the end because the recovery aspect after a crisis is incredibly important to get you back into that healthy baseline and restore your energy reserves. So let's take a look at some contributing factors to panic itself. The first one is fear of the unknown. A crisis situation is by nature destabilizing in some way, causing uncertainty and unpredictability. When humans are faced with an increased level of uncertainty and unpredictability, this can trigger anxiety and fear. So fear of the unknown, that uncertainty and unpredictability. Next, we have loss of control. It is common for people to feel a loss of control during crisis situations. This can show up environmentally, such as a natural disaster or even loss of control over your own body mobility. It could even look like an unexpected financial crisis with no immediate way to fix or control what is happening in the moment. Getting stuck or fixated on this loss of control can lead to a sense of helplessness, and that is really not where you want to be. Another aspect to panic that feeds into it is perceived threat to safety. Any time that you feel your safety is threatened, whether physically, emotionally, or socially, this can trigger your fight-or-flight response and contribute to panic. Social influence is a big contributor to group panic. It is important to note here that if people around you start to panic, it is more likely that you will fall into panic as well. Knowing this ahead of time and using some very basic but effective strategies will keep you calm in the midst of panic that is happening around you. And I'm sure that you have seen this before, either in a movie or in real life, 
where one person or a small group of people start getting scared, they start yelling, they start running. And then pretty quickly, there's an entire mob of people yelling and running, most of which have no idea why. This is a predictable behavior, predictable human behavior. And if you are aware that this can happen, you can counteract the effects of chaos around you by staying present, grounded, and calculating. There's also a component to panic where there's an information overload. It is important to be as informed as possible. However, if information you are receiving is the same over and over again, this can increase fear, uncertainty, and panic. It really just feeds the process. We saw this with 9-11 as well as during the pandemic. So I suggest taking breaks from news or social media to calm and reorient yourself during that process. So, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but inserting these moments of downregulation, recollecting yourself, and then coming back to address any new information that has come to surface. It's also important to look at your tolerance baseline, and this is going to be different for everybody. Based on your history with previous trauma as a child or an adult and negative experiences, will determine your ability to navigate distress and unpredictability. Some people can navigate quite a bit and other people really can't navigate a whole lot. If you know you have a reduced window of tolerance for distress, it is very important to double down on these regulation skills during a crisis. Again, remember that panic is a normal human response. Your nervous system engages into a fight or flight response. However, if your sympathetic nervous system engages too much, it will blunt your ability to think clearly, problem solve effectively, and in some cases, feel paralyzed. The magic is actually being able to effectively down-regulate your nervous system independent of what is going on around you to ensure that you stay calm, clear-headed, and have the capability to adapt quickly, and sometimes not so quickly, depending on what situation is presenting itself. How to avoid panic and regain control from panic. So if you know that panic is an overactivation of your sympathetic nervous system, then your goal is intentionally to downregulate your nervous system and bring your body back under your control, your mind back online and be emotionally regulated. The mind tends to get tunnel visioned and scattered. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but it tunnel visions down into very specific things. But then also, if you look at somebody in panic, they're oftentimes darting around with their eyes. So it's like this scattered but yet tunnel visioned aspect. And emotions become highly dysregulated. None of these are going to be facilitating you being grounded in your body, being able to make good decisions for you or your family. The STOP acronym can help focus the down regulation process, S-T-O-P. So STOP stands for pause and take a moment. T is think, assess the situation. O is for observe, gather information about what is happening. P is for plan, decide a course of action. Let's break the S in the stop down and put important 
skills and to the process. When you stop, pause, and take a moment, you are taking a moment to get back into your body and let the logical, rational part of your mind come back online. One of the skills that you can use is a five senses grounding. This is incredibly simple but powerful technique. Get you back into the moment and into your body. The first step is to look around you and say out loud or even in your head five things that you can see. Then four things that you can feel. Three things that you can hear. Two things that you can smell. And one thing that you can taste. Five senses grounding is quick to use and leverages your senses to anchor you back into your body and into the moment. In the moment is the only place we can make strategic decisions and access creative problem solving. This exercise can be used over the course of five or 10 minutes or even just in a few seconds. Just bringing your five senses, your intention, your attention back into the moment so you can make those strategic decisions that are necessary. Still in the realm of the S aspect of stop, pause, and take a moment, we're going to take a look at an incredibly powerful and simple skill, just extending your exhale. One of the fastest and most effective ways to manually downshift from a high sympathetic nervous system activation to a more manageable state is by extending the amount of time you exhale compared to your inhales. This will manually reduce your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, increase efficient oxygen exchange in the lungs, and enhance emotional regulation. So you can try this now. Take a deep breath in for a count of four, two, three, four, then slowly exhale for a count of six to eight. Repeat this for 10 rounds and you will see an immediate shift in your mental, physical, and emotional state. It is important to recognize that you want very simple yet powerful techniques during a crisis or panic situation because your mind is not able to wrap around more complex navigational tools. So the five senses grounding technique and the extended exhale are incredibly powerful to be able to pull you back into the moment and immediately regulate. You don't want something incredibly complicated because you're being surrounded by chaos and a complicated situation. Next, we have the T and stop. This is representative of think. During a crisis situation, it is common for your mind to run with worst case scenarios, black and white thinking, and either magnifying or minimizing what's going on around you. Where your mind goes, your body will always follow. This type of thinking will only serve to increase disorganization that's going to be working ultimately against you. So once you've used the skills we just went through to get out of panic back into your body and get your mind back online, take an assessment of the situation. Remember to look at facts as facts. I know this sounds incredibly straightforward, but we are meeting-making machines and tend to emotionally identify with what's happening or going on around us. 
Take the information coming in as data. This will help you to assess and evaluate the situation, unclouded or as much as possible, by unnecessary mental chatter and help you from getting emotionally derailed. Now we have the O in stop, which is observe. This is similar to think. This step encourages you to observe what is going on around you and to continue to collect that data. You want to be like the eye of the storm, calm, collected, and calculated. Through all the steps, extending your exhales and being vigilant to not let your thoughts or emotions derail you is a constant process. When you are observing, see if you can find a clear direction or decision that can be made that is not being informed by the chaos or panic around you. Keep in mind, the situation may not be physically around you at the moment, but being broadcast through news or social. Lastly, we have the P in stop, which is plan. From a calm, collected, and informed as possible position, make a plan or course of action. This will look very different depending on what kind of crisis situation you're in. Once you have this plan, remember to execute it. And this is important to remember because just having a plan, if you still feel frozen, you need to continue to downregulate to actually execute that plan. Also remember to be adaptable and flexible when executing these plans because the unpredictability of a crisis will require you to have that flexibility and adaptability. I want to talk for a minute about recovery after crisis, and this is really important. And it can be a very complex process that will involve physical, emotional, and often social aspects. There are some foundational things to consider when recovering in a crisis situation. One of the most important aspects of recovery is to encourage your nervous system to move away from being locked into that fight or flight sympathetic aspect and access the rest, recover, and restore aspect of the parasympathetic nervous system. I have a six-week course that specifically trains you how to do this efficiently and effectively. You can find the link for this course in the episode notes if you're interested in diving into those powerful techniques. So let's take a look at patience. This is an important piece when looking at crisis situations, as well as in recovery, because recovery is not immediate. Okay, we want things to be immediate, get it done yesterday kind of mentality. It's important that you are patient with yourself as well as people around you. Everyone is going to process what happened differently and in their own unique ways. Keep in mind that you have waves of reactivation that will roll through your body, impacting you mentally as well as emotionally. This is normal and it's just part of the process. Use your extended exhale breathing and let the sensations just come and wash over you naturally. You want to avoid holding on or clinging on to fear that's embedded in these waves. And remember, it is just your body clearing out the experience and moving it through your system. This is what is supposed to happen, and it is absolutely normal. 
So again, be patient with yourself and those around you. Sleep is one of the most regenerative and important aspects of recovery. You not only recover on a cellular level, but your mind has a natural process during REM sleep that digests the information received throughout the day into long and short-term memory. You want to give your body the opportunity to digest the experience in a healthy way and avoid it getting stuck in your nervous system and internalizing that trauma. If for some reason, after one month of an incident or a crisis, and you are still struggling with mental or emotional consequences of what happened, it is important to reach out to someone trained in helping move that experience out of your body so it doesn't land into more complex trauma symptomology, such as PTSD. Let's take a look at self-care. It is important to ensure you stay hydrated and nourish your body with healthy food if you're able to. If you are highly activated, you may not register that you need food or water, and this process needs to become much more intentional. Simple things like, have you taken care of your personal hygiene? Are you breathing? Everything that used to come naturally before will take much more intentional effort as your nervous system is able to regulate and you come back to baseline. So just don't forget about the basics and make sure that you're taking care of your basic needs during this process. So another thing to look at is self-soothing. And this is really important because it helps to regulate that parasympathetic nervous system and bring normality back into the experience that's not normal at all, right? So find self-soothing activities that are available to you. One thing that you can do or encourage others to do around you is, seems silly, but it's very simple, is to hum. Just a very simple humming sound, and you can put a tune to it if you want to. And this will help access your parasympathetic nervous system and calm your body. You'll see this in mothers. They naturally hum or sing to their children. And this because this has a natural calming effect to our nervous system. I personally use this throughout my day, just in general, and notice a regulating and calming effect. Another thing that you can do is weighted blankets or just adding some sort of extra weight onto your body will help to send signals internally that it is safe to relax and discharge the tension from your mind and body that you are holding. Connecting socially is really important, even if it's with loved ones or individuals that have gone through this a similar experience. After a crisis, it is common for people to isolate. Reach out to others in a way that feels safe and supportive to you. Studies show that individuals that connect with others that have gone through similar crisis situations and share their experience recover faster and avoid PTSD symptoms better than those individuals who isolate. Stay present and keep it simple, sweetheart. After a highly demanding situation like a crisis, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed by the small things. Use the five senses grounding and other mindfulness techniques to stay in the moment and in your body. 
tasks that have been easy in the past might take more effort. Again, practice patience with yourself and those around you. Slow down, move intentionally, and give your body and your mind the time it needs to unwind the chaos it has just experienced. Recovery after a crisis is a process, my friends, not a race. It is important to note here that in the case of crisis situations that are enduring and that will take long-term engagement, an example of this would be the pandemic we have all just lived through, or a situation that will take a week or so to resolve. The need for intermittent doses of recovery is paramount. You need to insert moments of rest and recovery, if at all possible. This can look like a few moments to just close your eyes, reduce the incoming stimulus, turn off media coverage for a short period, and intentionally, I want to repeat that word, intentionally use that time to regroup and regulate. I will make another episode specifically addressing strategies around navigating long-term crisis situations. But for now, it is important to apply the same concepts and skills already covered, inserting them periodically throughout the days or weeks of a long-term disruption. We cannot stop natural disasters, but we can arm ourselves with knowledge. This is a quote from Petra Nomkova. Knowing what to expect during a crisis and strategies to keep calm, collected, and critically thinking arms you with a way to navigate uncertainty and unpredictability. The more adept you are to navigating chaos and keeping yourself regulated, the more help you can be to those around you that have been swallowed by panic or fear. If you're interested in really diving deep into a six weeks of powerful strategies to condition and regulate your nervous system, follow the link in the show notes. As a trauma therapist, I have seen the techniques that I put into this course save people's careers as well as families. Learning how to stay in the eye of the storm during chaos is a skill that more of us really need to learn. I hope this was helpful to you, and please share with your families and your loved ones. The more prepared we can be during unpredictable and challenging times, the better off we will all be. And remember, arm yourself with skills, knowledge, and connection. Fear will only cripple your ability to respond effectively and help those around you. Follow the link in the episode notes for a deep dive into invaluable techniques and strategies to condition and regulate your nervous system so you can be better equipped for crisis and more effectively navigate life in general.